It's week two of the WPIAL football season. Glad you can join me on the Whippy Whip Around here on Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm Brandon Rossi, your host for this weekly show, all based around the WPIAL season. And in case you missed last week, um, we'll go over the same uh, format as last week, which, if you're new to the show, we have rising teams, we have players of the week. And we have games of the week. These range from all six classifications, so we're not just picking one that encompasses all six classifications. We're picking one for each, and uh, at least for teams and players. And then in games of the week, we'll look at the top games, and then the teams that we mentioned in our previous segments, we'll look at those games as well. So with that in mind, let's get underway. So we'll start with Class 1A in our Rising Teams. And there's three teams, I think, whose stock really rose after last week. Um, The two that are are not my team of the week, but still deserve some mentioning. Firstly is Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. They got a big win against Rochester, who's going to be a pretty good team out of the Big Seven. Ols winning that one 16-8. And then the second team being out of the Tri-County South, and that being Carmichael's. Carmichael's with a big win as well. Um, They defeated Fort Cherry in a thriller. Um, That game ended up going 29-26, the final in that one. In the Olsh game, Nehemiah Azim threw for 257 yards. Darion Greer caught eight passes for 146 yards, which ranks in the top 10 all-time in Olsh history in the latter categories, that being receptions and receiving yards in a game. But our team of the week this week, um, after a big win, and not so much against the opponent, but rather by the, 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 the size of the win, we're going with the Cornell Raiders. Cornell with a big win over Manesson, 35-6. And their stock really, really rose. Yeah, we were expecting them to be a player in Class 1A, but Cornell with a big win against Manesson, and they're establishing themselves as a contender for Bishop Canavan in Olsh in the Black Hills Conference. Again, in our preview, we said Bishop Canavan was the top team, and then Cornell and Olsh were right underneath them. Uh, a lot would argue that Ulsh would be number two, Cornell number three. Now, after last week, even though both teams got big wins, that two and three, at least for now, it's, well, there's there's a lot you can say for both teams um, in, that, in that Black Hills Conference. So um, that'll be an interesting race in Class 1A. Now moving on to Class 2A, our... Class 2A uh, team of the week. This probably shouldn't come as a surprise. It's Steel Valley. Uh, Steel Valley with easily the game of the week in Class 2A. They beat Still Rocks 27-24. And we expected that game to be a good one. And that it was. Cruz Brookins had a phenomenal game for Steel Valley. He was the difference for the Ironmen coming out with the road victory at Still Rocks. Honorable mentions, Burl with a victory over Deer Lakes, 27-21. Amani Christian with a big win after getting thumped in Week 0. They come back and post a pretty 
impressive performance in week one against Brentwood, winning that one 36-21. More on that game later. Spoiler alert. Um, Wash High dominates Clareton 48-20 on the road. Uh, Nishanik with a big win in double overtime against Laurel. Did lose Weaver in the double overtime win against Laurel, which is a big blow. But Nishanik has been a pretty consistent threat out of whatever conference Nishanik plays in, and I'm sure that they'll find someone shortly. And then Western Beaver, a 35-14 victor over Shenango on the road. Class 3A. Um, in terms of overall, you got to go with Bell Vernon. Um, Bell Vernon last week, um, they 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 came out and put up a big performance against Laurel Highlands. It was a decisive win for the Leopards, not as dominant as last year as I predicted, but Bell Vernon now they could make a strong case for the number one team in the WPIAL um, this season. Bell Vernon, as according to Max Preps, the number three team in all of the state of Pennsylvania, which for a Class 3A team, that's pretty darn impressive. Um, we we knew that Bell Vernon was going to be the heavy favorite in Class 3A. In fact, the only teams that are ahead of Bell Vernon by Max Preps in Pennsylvania, St. Joseph's Prep and Imhotep Charter. That's pretty good, if you ask me. Uh, some honorable mentions. How about the Hopewell Vikings? They get a huge win against a New Brighton team that is slipping more and more by the week. They won 41 nothing. did Hopewell. Um, Beaver bounces back and upsets Beaver Falls, even though Beaver was the higher classification team. 19-16 was the score in favor of the Bobcats. Now moving on to Class 4A, and there's, well, a bit to talk about. A lot of teams look pretty good in Class 4A. Uh, some honorable mentions, Trinity with a big win over Charters Valley, and Trinity off to a pretty good start. Um, even though they got beat pretty decisively by Central Valley, Trinity could surprise some people coming out of the Big 7 um, at least with the performance against Chartier's Valley. The offense ran wild against the Colts. Um, so Trinity could be a sleeper to at least pick up one of those final playoff spots out of the Big 7 Conference. Um, and out of the Parkway Conference, two teams in particular. Montour, after a, well, they were a bit undermanned with the loss of Jake Wolf. They ran a couple of quarterbacks in there, Trey Hopper and Caleb Platts, and came out with a defensive win over Moon. The defense picked it up for Montour, and also Brock Janita had a pretty darn good game against the Moon Tigers as Montour won that one 14-2. And the Ambridge Bridgers, um, they were a playoff team last year in Class 3A. We'll have a tough go in Class 4A, but they are returning a pretty decent amount. And Ambridge had the victory, a close victory, but a win nonetheless over Freedom on the road, 16-14. But our team of the week this week, and I think this one's also pretty obvious, that due to the big win last week, it's the McKeesport Tigers. I don't know if many people were giving McKeesport a shot, heading into last week's game with Penn Trafford 
And I'll admit, I was one of them that said that Penn Trafford was probably going to win. But kudos to McKeesport. They had Penn Trafford, um, they had Penn Trafford on the ropes and McKeesport, they beat up on a pretty sizable Penn Trafford team. And keep in mind, McKeesport, the first two games, have outscored opponents 59-7. Of course, 40 of them came to West Mifflin, but you hold Penn Trafford to seven points and beat them by two scores, I mean, that's going to turn some heads, especially when it's defending state champions out of Class 5A and McKeesport. They're solidifying itself as a player in Class 4A. Now moving on to Class 5A. Um, not a whole lot really in terms of rising. Um, you could make an argument for Peters Township. Um, they came away with a big win over Seneca Valley in what some people pr- could probably consider an upset. Um, I would personally, but again, Peters Township, as I said last week, was a bit of a mystery coming into this into this year, and that mystery, well, there, it's it's a lot of. Um, problem solving for other opponents and not many teams have had the answer to that mystery Um, Bethel Park also had a huge win in overtime against Mount Lebanon the defending state champions who are 0-2 by the way Um, but Bethel Park they're climbing up the ladder as well Upper St. Clair with another big win over North Hills and even though they lost Baldwin put up a fight against Thomas Jefferson um, and, but our Class 5A Team of the Week, this one could be surprising. But given what happened in the last couple of years, it's the Shaler Titans. Shaler won 28-24 over Hampton last week. And Shaler, they got a huge performance passing-wise from Keegan Smetanka, who is our runner-up, by the way, for our player of the week in Class 5A. Uh, his favorite target, Lou Signetti, had six catches, only 31 yards, but the most productive receiver was Brandon London. Five catches, 119 yards, and Shaler comes away with the victory from the Hampton Talbots at home. And in Class 6A, not really a whole lot to talk about. Um, there were two teams that came out with victories, North Allegheny and, Cent- and Central Catholic. North Allegheny defeated Cannon McMillan 35-21, but we're going to stick with the Vikings as our team of the week in Class 6A um, after the victory over Abraham Lincoln. Central Catholic will enter WPIL play this week, and we'll look at that matchup later on. Now moving on to our players of the week in, in all six classifications. Firstly, we'll start... With Landon Stevenson out of Mapletown, he's our Class 1A Player of the Week, and he, mainly because of the milestone that he reached um, in the victory over Frazier. Mapletown's Landon Stevenson becomes the seventh player in Greene County history to eclipse 4,000 career rushing yards. And Stevenson, he's put on a heck of a career for Mapletown in the last couple of seasons as Mapletown thumped Frazier 49-8 and Stevenson in that game rushed for 195 yards to eclipse 4,000 career rushing yards. Our Class 2A Player of the Week 
You could make the argument for Cruz Brookins, but I'm going to go with the leading rusher from all of, of the WPIAL last week, that being David Davis. That's a name that um, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to have to get accustomed to going forward. He led the WPIL last week in rushing, 261 yards rushing, and he was the catalyst to Amani Christian's 36-21 victory over Brentwood. And, oh, by the way, he's a freshman. So he's going to be a name to get used to for the next couple for the next four years around the WPIAL. Class 3A, uh, I'm going to be honest, this is the one I had the toughest time figuring out who the um, – player of the week in class 3a was but this one i'm gonna go with zion white from elizabeth forward he threw for 166 yards against west mifflin in the 50 to 14 victory over the titans and zion white he's probably the reason why elizabeth forward's offense goes um as as efficiently as it does and Elizabeth Ford, they're expected to be a major player in Class 3A this year, and Zion White is one of the main reasons for that. Class 4A, normally I would go with the leading receiver in class in the WPIL this past week, Keandre DeShields. He had 10 catches, 187 yards. However, um, my rule for best players, they have to come from winning teams. Laurel Highlands did not come up with a victory against Bell Vernon, so therefore, my player of the week is Sean Sullivan from Thomas Jefferson. Nine catches for 108 yards, and he was the favorite target for Thomas Jefferson in the victory over Baldwin. Um, 35-19, the Jags won that one on the road in what was a surprisingly close game, all things considered, after last season's um, disappointing year for the Baldwin Highlanders. And they, I mean, even though Baldwin lost, they're looking like a pretty tough team to take down in out of Class 5A. Um, and Thomas Jefferson coming away with the victory um, by 16 points, which is pretty close, all things considered. And Sean Sullivan was one of the main reasons why TJ was able to pull it out in the end. Class 5A Player of the Week is the leading passer of the WPIAL last week, and that's Chris Sabroni, quarterback from Peters Township. Um, now, the the passing game for Peters Township, it's been the name of the game ever since this rise from Peters Township since 2018. Uh, Logan Pfeiffer a couple years ago, uh, a three-year starting quarterback. Then last year was Sam Miller, and now this year it's Chris Sabroni. And he threw for 323 yards in the victory over Seneca Valley. And, again, some people could consider that an upset. Um, I personally do. And um, Sabroni's a big reason for that. As a matter of fact, Sabroni's 323 passing yards, the second most in Peters Township history. The school record is 337, thrown by Jake Cortez in his senior season against Peters Township's arch nemesis, Ken McMillan. And if these numbers keep up, Peters Township, uh, they're going to be a huge contender out of the Allegheny Six. Class 6A, really there's two contenders, um, and they're both from the same team, that being North Allegheny. Um, 
You could say Logan Kushner, after a big performance throwing-wise against Cannon Mack, but I'm going with Kyron Boyd as the player of the week out of Class 6A uh, for the North Allegheny Tigers. Six passes, 126 yards, um, or six catches, 126 yards against Cannon McMillan. And he was responsible for all but 54 of Kushner's 180 passing yards last week in the victory over Kenny McMillan. Um, so Kyron Boyd receives the nomination for our Class 6A Player of the Week on the Whippy Whip Around. Now let's look at our Week 2 Games of the Week. Um, we'll take a look at all the teams mentioned out of the rising teams and the best players out of the week and also the top game from each classification going into week two. So we'll start with the Mapletown Maples. Uh, they're at Avella. I think this one's pretty obvious. we got to go with Mapletown in this one. Um, Avella, they've had, some, they had, they've had a rough go in recent years, and Mapletown, it's hard to stop a runaway train, and that's what Landon Stevenson in Mapletown is right now. So Mapletown is the favorite there. Uh, but our Class 1A Game of the Week, um, it's a non-conference game, and this one pits the Union Scotties against the Cornell Raiders. Union 1-1 one and one, and Cornell 1-0 and oh, as Union last week coming off of a 20-6 win over Elwood City. The Wolverines still looking for their first win uh, in – a few years, and Cornell, as we mentioned, the Class 1A Team of the Week after thumping Manesson on the road, 35-6. We got to stick with Cornell on this one. Um, I think it'll be too much for Union to handle in this one, so we're going to stick with Cornell. Um, Class 2A, we have Amani Christian, who hosting the South Allegheny Gladiators over at UPMC Graham Field. Um, and, of course, David Davis, the freshman running back that had a coming-out party last week against Brentwood. He's going to have a tougher go of things this week um, against Deshaun Carter and the South Allegheny Gladiators. Um, and I do believe that South Allegheny will come away with the win um, South Allegheny broke in its brand new stadium, no longer playing at Glassport Stadium. They're playing at the high school, our South Allegheny. And uh, they it could have gone better. Lost to Freeport 30-8. to And the Gladiators, they'll look to pick up the win on the road to, be, um, to get back on track. Steel Valley, our team of the week, hosting Seton LaSalle. This one's also pretty obvious. Um, at Steel Valley, they, they're... They came off of a huge win last week. A lot of momentum going into the rest of the season. And Seton LaSalle 0-2 after getting beat 56-24 by Sarah Catholic. Seton LaSalle has been outscored on average 47-16 in the first two games of the season. So uh, we could really see Steel Valley turn it on um, in, these, in week two. Our Class 2A game of the week. Pits the Wash High Prexies at the Sarah Catholic Eagles. 
Um, Washington last year, they were, to me, a, a heavy favorite to at least make it far in the WPIL playoffs, upset in the first round by New Brighton. Wash high off to a tremendous start offensively. Defense has given up three touchdowns to both Manesson and Clareton. Um, and Sarah Catholic bouncing back after a tough loss to Class 4 in North Catholic. And the Eagles beating up on Seton LaSalle pretty pretty easily, 56-24. Um, Wash High's a sleeper in Class 2A, all things considered. And I'm going to stick with the Prexies in this one to defeat Sarah Catholic. Um, Devon Fuse has been a menace. And he switched over from quarterback to wide receiver, his natural position, I would say. And Wash High, I think, is going to be too much for Sarah Catholic. Class 3A. Uh, Zion White and Elizabeth Ford Warriors are at the East Allegheny Wildcats. Um, East Allegheny 2-0 with a 13-point win over South Park in Week 0, a 19-point victor over Jeanette. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Ford also 2-0, um, outscoring opponents on average 42-7 after a 33-0 beatdown of Ringgold. That game only lasted about a half and maybe a drive before it was shut down due to the weather. And then they beat up on West Mifflin to EF 50-14. to um, Battle of 2-0 and o teams, I, but I think Elizabeth Ford has got the edge in this one. I'm picking the Warriors to win on the road at the Wildcats. A rivalry game. Thomas Jefferson travels to West Mifflin, and Thomas Jefferson – it appears as if it's not what it was in at least in the last couple decades, although they are led by one of, if not the best coach in the WPIAL, Bill Chirpak. Um, now, TJ lost big in Ocean City, New Jersey, in Week 0 to Millville, New Jersey, 41-10. And last week, a victory over Baldwin, 35-19. And West Mifflin, um, 0-2, and they're really down bad, as the kids would say now, um, after getting mercy rolled in the last couple of weeks. And Thomas Jefferson, I think, comes away with the victory pretty easily against their rival. Still Rocks at Avonworth is our Class 3A game of the week. Still Rocks um, coming off of a... Heartbreaking loss to Steel Valley, 27-24, um, in which Stella Rocks' Josh Jenkins threw for 275 yards against a pretty talented Steel Valley defense, but still was not enough. Avonworth also coming off of a defeat to the um, reigning two-time state champions at a Class 3A Central Valley, who's now in 4A. Um, and the Avonworth defense, they let up a lot of yards to Brett Fitzsimmons, um, he rushed for 200 yards against the Lopes last week. And uh, the Avonworth defense, they'll look to get back on track, but it's a tough test against the Still Rocks Vikings. And I think Still Rocks has too much firepower. Um, going, And you can take that in Austin Powers turns all you want. Um, Still Rocks is my pick to defeat Avonworth on the road in this one. But I would not be surprised if this game is as close as last year in which Still Rocks won 19-16 um, at Avonworth Stadium. 
Class 4A game of the week. This one is very obvious, and it is our WPI overall game of the week. Bell Vernon at McKeesport. Before we get into that, the honorable mention, Aliquippa at North Catholic, I think is a matchup that not a lot of people are talking about, mainly because Aliquippa is a heavy favorite. And Aliquippa, um, they they got a scare against Armstrong, and North Catholic is not that far behind from Armstrong. So if Aliquippa wants to maintain its status as a heavy player, they're going to have to get a big victory over North Catholic. I do think the Quips win, but I don't think it's going to be by mercy rule. And anyways, Bell Vernon at McKeesport. Quentin Martin versus Bobby Boyd. This was the matchup last year uh, if for Bell Vernon, minus the Thomas Jefferson game. Um, there was a ton of hype around this game last year to conclude the 2021 season, and Bell Vernon won in a laugher, 46-14. Don't expect it to be that lopsided this year. Um, Bell Vernon has gotten the better of McKeesport in the last couple seasons whenever they were they shared the classification. And, uh, well, with McKeesport, they're returning a lot. Bell Vernon, as I mentioned, Quentin Martin, that's all you really have to say, but there, it's more than just him. Um, but it, it's, at, and it's at McKeesport, so don't expect a mercy rule in favor of Bell Vernon. However, with that said, I think the Leps come out with this one in a close one. Um, what's the score going to be? I'm going to say 28-24, to 24, Bell Vernon. Um, but, again, it's one of those games. It's almost a pick em, just based off of the talent returning um, for both teams. But Bell Vernon, I think, has a very minuscule edge, but an edge nonetheless. Class 5A, our team of the week, Shaler, they host Plum in Week 2 action. Um, Plum is 2-0 and as well, 2-0 and thanks to victories over Kiskey, 35-14, and Fox Chapel, 28-13. Shaler is 1-1, one one, losing to Butler in Week 0 in a shootout, 35-28. And as I mentioned, Shaler defeating Hampton, 28-24. This could be another close one. Um, Plum has a high-powered rushing attack led by Eric Moore. And um, Shaler, they have a strong aerial attack led by Keegan Smetanka. Um, I think in this one, it's another close one, another one-possession game, which I'm sure Shaler fans are probably sick of at this point. Um, But I think Shaler has the edge um, at home against the Plum Mustangs. Peters Township, our Class 5A Team of the Week runner-up, but our Class 5A Player of the Week, Chris Sabroni, they take on the Trinity Hillers, Trinity 1-1. One one. Peters Township is 2-0. and oh. And Peters Township, they've turned a lot of heads in Class 5A, and I think it continues to roll against the Trinity Hillers in another battle for Washington County. Our Class 5A Game of the Week pits the Class 6A Central Catholic Vikings at the Class 5A Bethel Park Blackhawks. Not a lot. There was a lot of people that were riding off Bethel Park prior to the start of the season because they did lose some talent, but um, there's a lot of talent as well returning for Bethel Park, and I think that the 27-24 victory over Mount Lebanon for Bethel Park, um, they, they, they've officially put themselves on the map uh, in the WPIAL, 
and Central Catholic. It's their first WPIL opponent. They got thumped by St. Edward, Ohio in Week 0, 42-10, and bounced back with a victory over Abraham Lincoln out of Philadelphia, 35-22. Central Catholic, Class 6A, they've had Bethel Park's number as well, and um, not a lot to go off of in terms of common opponents since Central Catholic has only played out of WPIL competition. But Central Catholic, I think, is the favorite to win this one. And finally, in Class 6A, only one uh, 6A game that is played in conference and against another WPIAL team that is being hosted by a 6A team is Seneca Valley hosting the Cannon McMillan Big Macs. Seneca Valley, um, both games that it's played have been decided by a combined five points, whereas Cannon Mac 0-2, but a close 0-2, losing by 7 to Penn Trafford, losing by 14 to North Allegheny. Um, I think Seneca Valley wins this one against the Kenny McMillan Big Macs, and Seneca Valley uh, gets back on track, and they'll look to reestablish themselves as one of the top forces out of the Class 6A Tri-County 5 Conference. I'm Brandon Rossi. Follow me on Twitter at Ross, two underscores, E-Y-E. And before I sign off, uh, I just want to say a big thank you to all the people that have congratulated me and to all the people that have wished me well. Um, For those that don't know, I got to announce the Pittsburgh Pirates game on Sunday against the Toronto Blue Jays. And tomorrow, I'm also going to be announcing fireworks night as the Pirates take on the Cardinals um, for a 7:35 first pitch, I'm really excited for those opportunities, and I can't thank all of you enough um, that have reached out to me and congratulated me and given me their best wishes um, from Sunday's performance. And hope to see you all at the ballpark as well tomorrow night as the Pirates take on the Cardinals. But that'll do it for this week two edition of the Whippy Whip Around. Stay tuned next week as well as the remaining weeks of the WPIL football season as we break down all things WPIAL football. Thank you so much for joining us on the Whippy Whip Around here on Pittsburgh Sports Now.